Welcome to Fan Powered Podcast. You're joined with me, Message 2L, and I am peeking aggressively, aggressively, because I'm way too close to the microphone. Um, it's been a while since I've done this, so I apologize in advance for how awkward it's gonna be. Thank you. I would like to tell you guys kind of where I've been <laughs> in the last uh, few months. Um, I've been pretty busy with my nine to five job that you probably expected I had because I, you know, I'm not making many money from this, but you know, I really like doing it. Um, and I have been, um, really busy with that, but I, I'm back for, for this moment in time <laughs> for this movie because I really, really want to talk about it for a minute. Yeah. So we're going to talk about it for a minute, right? You saw the title. It's Dear Evan Hansen. It came out, uh, I want to say, yesterday from the day I was recording this, which is the 24th? Yeah. So it came out the 23rd, you know, the evening show. I watched it today at the 6 p.m. <laughs> time that all great movie people <laughs> watch. No, but uh, it was actually a good time. I, I, It was only three other people in the theater, and it was a pretty great time. So if you... If you need a good movie watching time. It's the 6 p.m. showing at your local movie theater, but um, I watched it and I, let's, I'll talk about my opinion at the end because that's all what you're waiting for, right? You know, you don't, you don't care about my opinion, but I, I just, a quick synopsis, I guess, of Dear Evan Hansen before we like get into this, because if you've been living under a rock, <laughs> no, um, but if you haven't seen it, it's basically the story of a really anxious kid, a depressed kid, and he is going to a therapist and he writes this letter and this letter is to himself. It ends up in the hands of kind of the social outcast guy named Connor and Connor ends up killing himself. They find this letter in Connor's possession and that's what they, the parents think is the suicide note. And that's kind of the beginning. I know. That's, uh, it's a aggressive beginning to a movie and or a Broadway show. I don't think any, for me, I've never seen a Broadway show start with such a big, <laughs> kind of like impactful beginning. Um, but the, the synopsis on Google is Dear Van Hansen is an anxious, isolated high school student who's aching for an understanding and belonging amidst the chaos and cruelty of social media age. He soon embarks on a journey of self-discovery when he wrote a, when a letter he wrote for writing exercises falls into the hands of a grieving couple whose son took his own life. So that's the synopsis. The movie also follows that synopsis because it's the movie. I will say uh, it started as a Broadway play. If you didn't know, <laughs> if you guys didn't know why like a 30 year old actor is playing a high schooler again, it's because he was the original Broadway star on Broadway, Ben Platt. There, I would like to talk about, there are a few differences between the Broadway play and the movie. I have seen it. I have not seen it on Broadway. Oh, I wish I saw Ben Platt's run, but uh, I did see it when it came to my local, you know, on the the, the tour of um, A Dear Evan Hansen. I want to say two years ago, maybe? I don't know. I have, like, the book because I really liked this play so much that I bought, like, the script version of it. Um that they were selling there um, in this like hardback book. And it's actually really good. I also bought the subsequent child's book that um, was the song 
the You Will Be Found song, but in a book form. Um, that was animated. Animated? I guess. Sure. And, and that I think Benji, Pasek, and Paul. <laughs> I'm really bad with names. Those two great people who make everything fantastic. <laughs> they are like the, the Hammersteins, the Rogers and Hammersteins of this generation. Please just accept it and move on. Um, <laughs> and so, so I do come with a bias that I have liked the source material for this like story for a while. And off the bat, some things that I think were different. We'll, we'll say I think a few songs were dropped from the original Broadway run of it. I believe the song in the beginning that the moms sing was dropped. I don't remember hearing that in the movie. And I want to say the baseball song was dropped. There was like an incredibly long baseball song that I think probably resonated with the people that wrote it, which made it good. And it was never my favorite song. So I'm, I was fine with it being dropped. The mother song is actually quite a good in, like, intro on how the moms are doing before there isn't much mom arc in it. <laughs> There's not that much mom arc in this movie, um, but you, you get the drift if you've seen it. And I will say, um, I want to say another a song was added to this this one i think the animosity song or the amenibity <laughs> i can't say words at 9:15 anymore but um the anonymity song um sung by um the friend whose name i've forgotten alana who like progresses a lot of the movements in the school and also subsequently makes the connor project which i thought i didn't like the song terribly well but i think it may grow on me i don't know but I did enjoy the fact that that character was built out a little more than it was in the play. I think she did sing parts, but she sung like reprises of like, you know, because because in Broadway, we got a lot of reprises. We got to remind you about the good songs that were here in the beginning and we got to remind you towards the end. Anyway, um, so she sung a bit of the reprises, I believe, in this in the uh, Broadway version. Um, but she gets a whole song in this one, which I did find good for the character arc. I did think that that character arc was kind of um, not as pro like depth-wise from the original script or the original um, source material for this movie. So I I enjoyed that a lot. Um, because I did have a glimpse of, like, um, there were more people, you know, dealing, that are dealing with anxiety and depression that you might not see clearly having anxiety and depression in everyday life. And I think that that's a really important thing because oftentimes they are the people that seem like they're doing fine. They seem like they are on the right path, but, like, everyone does have a dark side. And I do think, or a side that no one really wants to show people. And I think that that's really important, especially when those days where you don't pick your words that correctly or you lash out. I think that that's kind of an important thing to talk about. And I think that that's, it was a well uh, amendment to the source material um, in the long run. I really enjoyed that. Was there something else that I was thinking about before? There was one more thing, I feel like. I think Connor at the- okay, did I tell you there's gonna be spoiler alerts? I probably should have said that, but I think there hasn't been that many spoiler alerts until now. But I think that 
at the end, I want to say that song was either just sung by Evan. I can't remember the 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 f- for today. <laughs> I I should have brought up a song list cuz that would have been that would have been called prepping. And that's something that I don't do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really don't prep very well. Um Oh yeah, so big and so small. That was not. I, nope, that one is. But look, okay, <laughs> that one wasn't it. I always that one always makes me cry. That one like, whoo, hurts me, hurts me so hard. And I'm not even a mother. I can't even imagine being a mother and listening to that song. Actually, I we I watched it with my mom, you know, when it came to our our towns, and she, that one hurt her. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm. I'm crying. I think I cried at about mm, <laughs> like 30 minutes into the movie, into a two hour, okay, two hours, we'll talk about that, but a two hour long movie, 30 minutes in, already, already tears gone, tears just like streaming down my face. I guess dis, no, disappear, was disappear in there? I can't remember. So a little closer uh, was the other song I was thinking of before I decided to cut, um, that I don't, that wasn't in the original and, or the original source material. And I thought that was kind of, I, I liked it. I liked that they brought in more of the Connor Murphy mark. Also, or whatever yep. Ryan, Connor Murphy. Why does it say Ryan? Oh, it's because Ryan, the guy who, <laughs> oh yeah, that's his last name. Kari, I just know him by Colton the Wizard, which is his username. Anyway, uh, <laughs> oh, okay, that's embarrassing. Anyway. Um, I liked that they also took the Connor Murphy arc a little more, I think, in depth. There were more, I think, interactions with Connor and glimpses of him throughout the movie that I think that the stage play didn't have. Definitely that last part with the whole, like, video of him singing. I thought that that was a really, really good, um, because he doesn't really get a song. (laughs) In the movie, in the stage play, he kind of, he's kind of in it for like a good twenty minutes or thirty minutes, and then he just like disappears for the entire show. Um, so, I w- makes sense because he he dies, but um, he 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 took his own life. But um, I do think he he does appear in like the subsequent like songs that he's like in in mind or you know sincerely me. We're talking about sincerely me, okay? But I do think that that was a good addition. I think it showed a little more of his struggle that I think everyone who struggles with suicidal thoughts, I don't think it's an instant kind of thing. And to be fair, we're following a different character in this source material, so it's not like we knew him before, but the glimpses of him really kind of round out the character more than just the the uh, MacGuffin is that is that the word yeah I think I'm using that word correctly um Hitchcock's MacGuffin principle but um I I I really enjoyed the addition I also like that actor and it's nice to see him do more and also he was the understudy for um all the three male parts in um male kid parts, I should clarify. There's also one other character that's a male on the, but anyway, he was, um, 
the understudy for the three main dudes, which is crazy. Like it's, it's like full circle, and I kind of love that. So you're that's I mean that's why I love Ben Platt. Is it? I get it, but yeah. If if we're going okay, so we're gonna move into the critic thing because it it only got a thirty four on Rotten Tomatoes, which I know is like not good. Um, but like okay. Okay, if we're gonna put this in perspective, some of, most of the critics are like, okay, the casting is odd. It, it's not, it, it's, yeah. If you look at it from like an outsider point of view, who's like never been into, like who's never come across the Broadway play, who is just like coming in fresh faced, never heard of a guy who's killed himself in this whole thing, which is actually based on like a real situation from one of the guy's high schools. Anyway, which I feel like, got farther in the media than, like, just there. I feel like everyone kind of- I don't know. I, that's a conspiracy theory, but that might just be my own conspiracy theory of me thinking, like, did I know this was happening, like, way back when? Or, like, was there other ones that were in my, like, area or, like, like, universe- whatever that word I'm looking for is, the synergy of it all that was similar to that and we had, like, something similar like the Connor- anyway. I don't know if it's conspiracy theory if I think it actually happened. I think that is a conspiracy theory. I don't, you know, that might be my first one. Anyway, wow, that's a sudden real personal realization. But um, they're saying like, I get it. He look. I don't know how old. That this is just. Did you know if you're first coming to this fan powered podcast, this is where the main person searches how old people are, and I just I'm just not good at it. I just don't know how old people are. He's 28. Okay. You know, <laughs> I, there have been older people that have played high schoolers. So I'm not, for those critics who were like, he's an old person playing a high schooler. Have you not seen all the other old people playing high schoolers? Like all of Riverdale, except for KJ Appa? They're all old. <laughs> I think Cole Sprouse or whoever that, yeah, Cole, like, you know, I was trying to spell Cole Sprouse the other day. I could not, his last name does not look like his Sprouse. He's 29, he's still also playing a high schooler. So if we're gonna pull that, you're gonna also, Riverdale's not a good show, but like, if we're, you know, if we're gonna pull that, we're gonna have to pull it out for every other high school movie. And like, I don't know if there's a point where that argument just is null. I don't know. And like, I think this movie, I forgot what the rating was. I don't think it's that high of a rating, so it's it's pretty tame, so I'm, like, not too mad about it. Like, he's not doing things that I would think, like, only high schools do that. Only high schoolers do that. You know? I don't know. If we're gonna pull that argument out, you're gonna have to also put on it all the other way. <laughs> I don't know. That's just, like, a really default kind of argument. And I, it's an argument that I've had on here, so, like, don't get me wrong. It's... It's an argument, but it's a cheap shot, if anything, you know? It's a cheap shot. Um, as for, I think, I think other critics were saying that it's just, like, melodramatic, which I get. Did you, it's a Broadway play. Every Broadway play is a little melodramatic. Like, these are probably the same people who also didn't like when they remade Rent as a movie, but I love that movie so much. So I feel like, and like, West Side Story, like, that's melodramatic. They're remaking that. Are you going to also have that argument? I'll probably have that argument. But my main argument will be, like, Ensel Elgort being not particularly great at singing and being cast in a singing role. And I'm just going to be like, oh, disappointment. This was great. 
music and it's disappointment. But I will say, most of the people that sang in this movie held up their own. I mean, it's like, let's be real. Singing next to Ben Platt, who's been, that, damn, I I don't, I don't, it's like, that's like, it's not. So, it's not something you'd say like, oh, I can hold my own against Ben Platt. No, no one, it's, it's, he has a high bar to set for that. And like, I believe that most of those people held their own. So like, props to them. Because I don't, I don't know many of the other people that well. And like, I don't think I've ever seen Caitlin Dwyer sing before. I haven't seen Booksmart, but I don't think that's a musical. So like... I th- she held her own, and I'm proud. Amy Adams, I feel like I should have heard her sing before, and I feel like, oh no, she's in that other movie that's not Ella Enchanted, but is kind of like Ella Enchanted, except with its, like, present day. Ooh, what is that movie called? You know, you guys know what movie I'm talking about. You guys know that movie that Amy Adams did that was a musical. Or was it a musical? I feel like it was a musical. If it wasn't a musical, then I am just going crazy. Was it Enchanted? There's a sequel? What? (laughs) Are they joking? Okay, that's that's a deep dive. I'm gonna go in later. But Enchanted. Enchanted. I thought in my brain that those came out around the same time Ella Enchanted and Ella... Wait, is that why I've been getting them confused? Is- wait. (laughs) Is that the sole reason why I've gotten them confused over the years? Is one's called Ella Enchanted and the other one's called Enchanted? That I have. That- oh, I have- I have a good excuse. That's- one of them is in the other title. Okay. I'm- Fine. I I accept that I've gotten those confused because they're also only three years apart, so it's not like crazy long. Okay. Oh, this was this was a burden. I was this was like a shame I was holding for years, and I didn't know why I got them mixed together. That's why their names are hella similar. Okay. Oh, Ella similar. Okay. Okay. That that I should be embarrassed for, but the other thing I shouldn't be. <laughs> So I yeah okay that that's why I've heard her sing before. I don't know much about the dad, and I don't know much about mm, Ella. Oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? Amanda Steinberg. Because I don't think I've heard her sing before. I've seen her in Everything Everything, and I think that's the only thing I've seen. <laughs> I haven't seen The Hunger Games, so you're just gonna have to accept that. And I haven't seen. The Hate You Give. But I should see it. That's a movie I should totally see. Um, but I have not seen it. Okay. That, she was in Lemonade? Good for her, man. Anyway, I haven't seen her sing, so I have nothing to compare it to. But she she held her own. I'm, I'm not angry about it. And everyone else was fine. They held it. Also, Colton Ryan was on Broadway, so clearly he could have sang if he was the understudy for all three of the guy parts. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I Those were the main critics... And the mel- and I- there was also a couple on how they could've- they had, like, a pretty deep sort like, deep subject source material, like, mental illness and suicide prevention and, um, the stigmatisms of it in the social media society scene? Environment. 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 I like that word. 
And I agree. I think there... I think all movies that handle with, like, a mental illness or something like that, or depression, anxiety, I think they could always be better. I don't think that that's something that we could all, like, say, oh, they could have done more. And then go back and be like, but what could they have done more? Could they have been more serious about it? Could they have been more talkative about it? And then it just feels like a documentary informational advertisement more than a movie. I think compared to the source material, compared to the Broadway show, I think they actually did talk about it more um, than the Broadway, especially you got more glimpses of how the his Connor Murphy's depression and anxiety unfolded as as could have been just like it like they never really talk about what it could have like what he could have been diagnosed with. He just had like a bunch of anger. And I think maybe that was and in this one I I got a more of a sense that it was more maybe like bipolarism or something like that where he he could feel like really high, like really happy on some days and then he would just like not feel good other days and be anger and like ang- it would su- it would show as anger. So I I don't know. I, I felt like I, I knew more about the the ways he acted out in this one more than I did in, in um, the Broadway play. But I, I do think that, like, I don't think they make fun of social media, uh, mental illness, which was definitely something that it hasn't happened in the last tw- maybe 10 years. But probably before that, it definitely was more of a, a joking point. And I think that we've gotten to a point in society, at least, that most movies don't make it a joke anymore. Because it's not a joke. It's not something we can take lightly. And I think at least this movie treats it seriously and, like, kind of shows the aftermath, shows how people grieve when dealing with um, a close family member who has um, taken their own life. I think, I think it doesn't take it lightly, which... I think a lot of shows take it sometimes. I feel like they don't talk about it directly, and I feel like this one at least tries to, or maybe goes to the side of the grieving more than the side of, like, preventing it, if that makes sense. (laughs) Um, There are a lot of angles to how people deal with losing loved ones, and I feel like this one took a side that maybe we don't see that often, or maybe we do see it, but we don't talk about it. I don't know. I think I think if that's your critique of a movie, I feel like it's a critique that should be also with a grain of salt. Like I think it's I think it's a critique that like you could say, sure, but I think it does do more than others. I've talked about it on this podcast, I think, before, but there are a lot of shows like Falcon and Winter Soldier where Bucky clearly <laughs> he has some PTSD, he has some trust issues, he definitely has some like thing like mental hindrances or mental illnesses, like I think which is I think PTSD is classified as one. That I feel like he didn't like the show didn't really take seriously. They tried with two set, like two episodes with the therapist, and then he was like, "Nah, I just need to save the world again." <laughs> and that's, and then he's fine. He's cured. 
he he got <laughs> together with a guy and told him how the son died. I don't, it just, I, I think it was brushed under the rug. And I don't think that that's how a lot of people deal with PTSD or stuff like that. So, and, um, I was trying to think, I never watched 13 Reasons Why, but the whole plot of a person killing themselves and then, like, <laughs> and then having found these 13 tapes to just put the blame on 13 other people is probably not the kind of view you want, like, a vindictive suicide is not exactly how <laughs> I think a lot of suicides are. I think a lot of them are in a place of pure loneliness, depression, the darkness that one could not see ever getting out. I don't think it's a vindictive one saying like, oh, this person did this to me. I don't think that that's normally the case. And... Um, a, a lot of people criticized that for it, and I think even had to have that scene removed because apparently it was super graphic. Um, so there's only a, only the few millions of people who watched that unedited scene, and now it's off of Netflix. But um, I'm tr I was trying to think before while driving back from here, <laughs> the movie theater. From where? From the movie theater. And I was trying to think of other movies that handled mental illness in a way, or similarly, or even better than this movie. And I was trying to think of one, and it, uh, it took me a while to even come up with those. I was trying to think of other movies for this, and I'd love to hear your input. I'd love to see a show that does, that talks about mental illness better than this, or shows it in a light that is relatable, or, yeah, relatable, I think is the word I like, for, that, to, for this, because it, it took me a while to think of anything, really, that talks about mental illness in this way, and anxiety, and depression, and grief, and I think grief is kind of a normal one, but I don't know if the other ones are. So I'd love to hear your thoughts and uh, your recommendations on stuff. For sure, for sure. Um, because I <laughs> it, I couldn't think of any. So I'd love to hear your input on that. Um, so my overall opinions of this movie, uh, with the knowledge that I have a bias of loving, Rent? So good. <laughs> Hamilton? Genius. I, ju I just love musicals. So, uh, In the Heights? Oh, oh, I loved it too. So, yeah. <laughs> I love musicals. So, with that knowledge of me, take it into account. I liked it. I, I w Is it the best musical to movie adaptation? No, because I, I think Rent is pretty great. But let's talk about Rent. They were like 10 years older than when they performed that live on Broadway. So like, at least it hasn't been 10 years since Ben Platt performed as Dear Evan Hansen, okay? Okay. Uh, if we're getting into the, if we're, if we're getting into Broadway to movie remakes and we're getting into the trivia, like, 
come on. But, okay. Okay, okay. Also in the Heights. Like, <laughs> that was like maybe, yeah, that could, that could have been 10 years ago. Actually, I think in the Heights was maybe, was that seven or eight? I don't know. David Hansen was like in the 10s, at least. So, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I, I liked it. I liked it. It was shot pretty well. I do think two hours is a long movie. <laughs> and I didn't enjoy that. So I had to I had to go to the bathroom so bad after after it. But I yeah, I liked it. It was shot pretty there's not much to talk about in terms of costuming. I thought it was good. I thought Caitlin Dreyer's outfits were very pretty. Very high schooly. It was fun. <laughs> Dear Evan Hansen is just awkward polos and striped shirts so <laughs> not too bad not too hard to do but you know Amy Adams looks beautiful but Amy Adams always looks beautiful <laughs> I love Amy Adams so much oh man I grew up on movies with her can we talk about we we, we watched uh we watched Sleep Year and that's her in it and I love Sleep Year Ooh, I want to watch Sleep Year that is such a cute movie. That is a movie that, like, will always be... I own it, first of all, so that's a thing. But, like, that's a movie that I could just watch, and I'll just be like, oh, cute. <laughs> cute. I know he kills a chicken in front of her, but that's how you eat. <laughs> oh, did you see Ireland or random parts of Ireland that I hope were Ireland? I don't know. It was 2010. Did I know? No, I thought that all of Ireland looked like the middle of nowhere. And then I went to Ireland and it's just like every other city. But I mean, I went to Dublin and then I was like, oh, this just looks like England. And also, but like with more native, with, with more, with more history or something. Did I just offend? I don't know. It looked like European cities, which makes sense because it was once part of England so you wouldn't want to demolish all of your infrastructure just because you left England. That would be dumb and cost a lot of money after a very expensive war. So anyway, not saying one or the other's better. I'm just saying they look very <laughs> Oh no, digging a grave. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I liked this movie. Will I watch it again in the near future? Probably not because it makes me cry and I don't like that. <laughs> I cry at a lot of things though, to be honest with you. And, uh... Yeah, I, I, before I only found like the first half, this movie also works with my theory of the best songs are in the first act of the movie and the second act has just worse songs. And it's still true. <laughs> do they, the, do the second act songs still make me cry? Yes, but, <laughs> but, but, but they're not as, they're not as catchy and sincerely me is honestly a bop. <laughs> It is, it was, I, I will watch that scene again from this movie. I will watch that one musical number from this movie again, and then maybe a couple others, but that one was the best. <laughs> uh, I, it, it was, it was shot well. It was, it was funny. I liked it a lot. It was good. It was good. And their performances were good. I thought that they were fine. Other people, critics said that they were like, didn't have any chemistry. And I think, I forgot when they filmed this. Ooh, let's see when they filmed this. That's a good question. They must have filmed this. Did they film this before? Oh, no, they didn't because they had COVID. Oh, here's a fun random tidbit. 
for all of those people who are now credited as like COVID secretary or COVID-19 secretary or COVID-19 manager of health, not many people are going to have that credit. You should, you should be proud of that credit because only a select few people from the next four or five years will ever have that credit. And I think that that, you deserve it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would like for you to put on your resume that you were a COVID-19 secretary for the movie Dear Evan Hansen. I, I don't, I forgot who that was, but that will stick with me for a while. <laughs> so I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you guys. <laughs> I, I know that uh, a lot of the, uh, lost my train of thought. I, I don't even know what the acronym stands for. I'm a normal person. I am a normal person with a normal nine to five job. I do not know the, the, the crew's union in Hollywood and places. And, uh, but I stand with them because yeah. They do make movies, and I think you know if they. I didn't look too far into it because it, it doesn't impact my life, and I don't even know where to start looking. So I guess if you want to tell me that, please, please, please tell me sources, please. I'd love to. I would love to be more informed of that decision. But yes, crew, crew is very important. So I, I will stand with them. Um, not that. I have much impact on that, but but I stand with you. Every every voice counts, right? Is that what Darren Hansen taught me? I don't know. Uh, but when did this film? I don't. Ooh, I could have just read off a Wikipedia page article on the differences from the musical. I don't. I already talked about it. I already talked about. Oh, it filmed in twenty twenty. So yes. So like. <laughs> so coming off of the fact that like we all didn't see anyone for like a really long time and then they had to shoot a movie I it, I, I could see how the chemistry could come off as like not there because we were nowhere <laughs> we didn't have chemistry with anyone we didn't have relationships with people besides like our family members for months and then they're like here's Four people who you don't know very well and like except I guess some of them kind of maybe knew each other well but like not really like you haven't been close with them for months uh, here <laughs> become friends and lovers in like the span of how many months maybe two when did it wrap when did it wrap it says it started in August and it ended in December which Means that they probably took a break in between because that doesn't sound like that took way too long. <laughs> it probably wasn't straight because it doesn't seem like it could be straight. <laughs> Phil confirmed film would Okay, yeah, that seems that's August. It's August to September is one month. September to October is another. October to December is November's. <laughs> Did I just skip November? Yeah, that's four months. That's not typically how long. Movies, I guess, maybe in COVID movies take four months to wrap, but I think I we all know that we're we're all film vocals were enti almost entirely recorded on set, specifically to ensure that Ben Platt's vocals sounded as real and authentic as possible when he sings on string. Dope. That's cool. That's cool. Um, <laughs> that's cool. Um, oh, they shot in Atlanta and Los Angeles. I wonder why there were a lot of New York credits then. Maybe that's just where all of the film, like, all the production companies took place. That's probably that. Anyway. 
<laughs> we'll go back to we'll just we'll wrap this up. We'll wrap this up because we don't <laughs> we don't need to talk about this anymore. Um, I like that it said that uh, the pandemic delayed production. It pre- delayed production for every single movie, including the fact that Bond was supposed to come out in nineteen, and it's taken till twenty twenty one. I've been seeing ads for this movie for two years, and it still has not come out yet. It's insane. I I saw four ads for that in the movie theater. I'm just ranting now. I also I would like to also rant about another thing that I saw in the movie theater. I was okay. Let's let's just take it back for a bit. The demographic for this is probably me. Just just anything that my demographic shows a twenty a twenty five to like thirty forty year old woman who loves musicals. Okay. Just take that. Maybe, maybe we're talking about. Maybe we'll include that to teens who like rom coms or like teens who like, like dramas. Okay, okay, okay. I'm not saying men don't like this. I'm just gonna say that men probably also like musical theater. It, it you know, it's not. A, <laughs> it doesn't have a large demo. Okay, that's the demo for this movie, right? I shit you not. I saw an ad for Jackass Forever before this movie. I know. You want to watch it too? No. I do not under... I get. I get that maybe, you know, all the ads aren't always going to be, like, close to that demographic, right? They're going to hit one or the other. No. I don't think a lot of people who are watching Dear Evan Hansen also love middle-aged men hurting themselves and their friends with dumb pranks. I don't think that, that I don't think that demographic like crosses paths. <laughs> I don't think that that's two people that mesh together, man. I just I'm just putting it out there. I think that that was a waste of money. There are other movies that should totally be ahead of. Let's do you want sure. Let me bring up the other movies that are just playing in my movie theater. Maybe I can come up. Free guy? Free guy could that could be in front of that movie. <laughs> I what was another movie? The 355 I saw it out for? Maybe that movie? Maybe? Let's see what's playing. I don't Yeah, Free Guy? Crime Boot Macho? Don't even know what that movie is, but it sounds macho. Let's put that ad in front of it. Malignant? Yeah. People who like scary movies maybe also like dumb pranks. Can see that chop shop don't even know what that is sounds like an action movie it's also rated r i feel like that's the target demo for it's not dear evan hansen guys it's a pg-13 movie it's not it's okay <laughs> just saying to the people who put that ad in front of this movie you did not get another person who wants to watch that movie you did not not at all i saw an ad for sing 2 definitely wants definitely maybe Maybe if I have the time, I'll see Sing 2, because guess what? It's also a musical. <laughs> I might have, that's a high chance that if I go to a musical here, I might go to another one. Um, I also saw it after 355. They're powerful wi- independent women. Dig that. I'm a female. I like powerful p- females. That sounds good. That sounds good. I also like Sebastian Stance in that movie because I've seen that ad like months ago. So yeah. Target down, <laughs> but 
not Jackass. Jackass is not the demo. This I'm not the demographic for that movie. <laughs> I got so mad. I was like, no, no. They're playing me an ad for middle-aged men shooting themselves out of cannons. I don't even want to see that. I wouldn't even watch that at the gym. And that's something that would 100% play at the gym. And I don't, I don't, I would not watch it. I would put on my NCIS New Orleans and I will continue on my elliptical without watching them. <laughs> anyway, okay, I should just wrap this up. Please tell me what you think, how you liked Jeremy Hansen. Can you tell me other movies that talk about mental illness in a positive and like productive way? Maybe not even positive, just productive. Like going towards something and they actually talk about it in a serious manner, okay? Okay, can you do that for me? Also, if you want to follow me on any social media, it's message2l, which is M-E-S-S-A-G-E-T-O-L on all social media platforms. And please, if you want to follow the Instagram of this podcast to see when things are coming out, because who knows when they're coming out anymore? I will get better after February, I promise. There's something happening in February, and I'll get better after that, okay? I'll get better. Maybe I'll start doing it again in March of 2022. Maybe. Fingers crossed. We hope it. We hope it. We hope it. So, <laughs> if you want to follow that, uh, it's Fan Powered Podcast, all one word, on Instagram. Please go follow that. You'll get all the inside scoop on this. And trust me. And also, me just maybe me ranting. Maybe me ranting about the fact that I saw a jackass ad in front of my Dear Evan Hansen movie and I just felt attacked. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I hope you guys have a great night and I will see you in the next one. Bye!